Somebody name a character trait of God. Kind, goodness, what? Holiness. Holiness. You can start naming them. There's so many. Not a name, but his character. Judge is one of the names of God. He's the righteous judge. But his character. And the character of God, if you're going to walk in the character of God, you have to start out with love and then have faithfulness and integrity. Because every other character trait comes under faithfulness or integrity. And you can't have either one of those without love. And you can't operate in faithfulness without integrity. And you can't operate in integrity without faithfulness. Is God's word integral? Yes. How integral? 100%. Hmm? Completely, somebody else. That's a good one. Will his word ever pass away? Also, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are represented by those. Which one's the Father? Well, he's love, but he's also faithful, but he's also integral. And so is Jesus, and so is the Holy Spirit. But you can't have one, you can't have the Father without the Son, and you can't have the Son without the Holy Spirit. It's impossible. Only the Holy Spirit can reveal Jesus. How many realize that? Nobody can have a revelation of Jesus without the Holy Spirit. Nobody can even know who Jesus is unless the Father allows them to know. Who do you say that I am, Peter? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father in heaven. Reveal. Everybody say reveal. Revelation comes from the Father. Anybody want revelation? Yes. The culture of revelation has to come into play, which is a work of the Holy Spirit to reveal Jesus. Um, you know, we say we've got to go out and tell everybody about Jesus. Well, we should. But it might be a good idea if we're full of the Holy Spirit when we do it. And it could probably be a pretty good idea that we're as much in alignment with Father God as possible so that they may see our good works and see the Father, know the Father, know that we're the children of the Father. Um, it's pretty simple. Faithfulness and integrity come from love. Everything does. Not one atom was created in the entire universe and the whole universe is created by them for what we understand at this time. And the universe is, at this time, mathematically calculated with deep space photography etc. to be 700 trillion light years expanded. And it is expanding right now at 286,000 or 186,272 miles. That's how fast 
it's expanding. 186,272 miles per second. Per second, which is the speed of light. So when Jesus, in the beginning, God, everybody said God. I've heard, I've said this before, but I'm going to just share something with you here, okay? Anybody interested in where I'm going here? In the beginning, everybody say in. First word in the Bible. The first thing he wants you to do is get in. Anybody all in? In the definite article, beginning. There was a beginning. This is the definite article word, the. means a definite thing, a definite something. And then what it is the something of is the next word, beginning. The definite first moment of beginning. God. Don't you love to take the word of God and just meditate it, look at it, evaluate it, pray. Ask Holy Spirit to teach you what this word means. In the beginning, God. Who's the Alpha Omega? Who? Who else? Who else? Holy Spirit. But one of the names of Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. What does alpha mean? Beginning. Beginning. In the beginning. Definite article, the beginning. In Jesus. You getting this? See, the beginning is Jesus. In the beginning. The definite article. There's only one the absolute beginning. All things were created by him and for him. And through him, and nothing was made that he did not make. Jesus. And yet the Father is there. So in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. It didn't evolve. It was created. In the beginning, God created. And the earth was without form and void. Oh, by the way, the heavens, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Heavens, plural. That's really cool. How many heavens are there? I mean, you go out and look at the sky tonight, and you look up there, and you go, say, if it's a clear night, it's beautiful. You look up, and you see the stars, Right? But you're just seeing the stars of one little section of a leg that's on a spinning, has many legs, galaxy. And it's the galaxy we're in. And the leg you're seeing is called the Milky Way. But there are many other galaxies and many other heavens. As a matter of fact, there's 70 trillion of them, estimated. And in most of them, there's at least... 7 to 70 trillion stars 
Now, can anybody, did anybody's mind get wrapped around that and have any comprehension of that whatsoever? How big is God? And it says God took one piece of dust and held it in his hand and created one little drop of water and looked at them and calculated all of the terra firma or what would be planets and things that may come from stars and the water and he put it in his hands and calculated what it would take to create the worlds in the universe. You didn't know you was going to get a science class tonight. And he put it together and created the earth. So he created the heavens and the earth, and the earth without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the waters. Everything's in darkness, without form. Everything's chaotic. All these different materials are floating all around in a chaotic mess. And then somebody named God said, let their, oh, so, so it, then, then God brooded. And it says, what does it say? And the what brooded on the face of the deep? The spirit. The spirit brooded on the face of the waters. The spirit. Well, that's another part of the triune God. Right? Which is only one God. Not three. And then God said, uh, let there be what? Who's light? Jesus. The creator. So in the first three verses of the Bible, we see the Godhead. And we see the work begin of love. God so loved the world. If he so loved the world, which a world is the system of the world, the peoples of the world. And in that particular word, it literally means the created earth also. And he so loved it that he would come. So when God created it, he loved his creation. And one little piece of dust is made up of many atoms. And atoms have protons, neutrons, the nucleus of it, and electrons whirling around it. Little miniature solar systems. And there are trillions of them. Look at the end of your finger. There's millions of them in the end, that make up the end of your finger. And he knows what every one of them is doing. Those billions of them that are in your makeup. He knows what every one of them is doing. And loves them. God loves them. God could not create any other way because God is love. Anything that would come out of him would be love. Before it ever came out of him, it was inside of him. Wasn't it? Didn't it have to be in him to come out of him? Of course it did. And when he, God, created in the 
beginning, the first thing he wants you to see when you read the Bible is that, baby, you are in the beginning. Anybody here in Christ and God? How many believe that you came out from the Father and you'll return to Him? Isn't that scripture? Isn't that what it says in the New Testament? Yes. So when He had a dream in Him and created in the beginning, guess who was inside of Him? And you, He created out of good works, for good works. You were his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto, everybody say good works. <coughs> you mean I've got, there's some works in this thing? You don't understand. It's the same kind of works that he worked when in the beginning. There is something on the inside of you and he wants you to get it out. And the only way he can do it is to create. And if you have enough love filling you up, it can't keep from coming out of you. And it will create. And there is so much a God inside of you that it has the power to perform what you speak. How does he get it out? Well, he wants to do this again. He wants to said. And God said, let there be. How many will let there be? What does that mean, let? It means you have a choice. You either let or you let not. What will you let come out of your mouth? But it's hard for me. I don't feel it. We're not talking about feeling. We're talking about letting. I like that scripture in Thessalonians. It says, he that letteth, let him let. <laughs> it's an actual verse. And it's loaded with revelation. Like every other word in the book. Every one of the words in the book are ultimately collect, connected to every other word. And every word is correct, connected to everything that is. Because God created and holds everything together by his what? Word. So he is wanting us to become creators. Oh, brother, that's blasphemy. If he didn't want me to create, he shouldn't have called me a son of God. Because sons do what daddy does. Daughters do what daddy does. Isn't that true? Because they have the same nature. Through his exceeding great and precious promises, he has made you a partaker of his divine nature. And you have escaped already from the corruption that is in the world caused by lust. 2 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 3. I just quoted two or three verses there. Without opening the Bible. Oh, he never opened the Bible. No, I just quote scripture all night. Why? How, because I was created by the incorruptible seed, which is the word 
of God that abides forever. Created, I was created, born again of incorruptible seed, recreated from one type of substance that had a negative vibration in it in my spirit and soul all through my body. And it was called corruption and decay, sin, a negative vibe. I was out of tune. I had a bad vibe, dude. <laughs> and when you're born again, what he does is he fine tunes you. Chick ding! And sets you at what? 444? Or what? The perfect harmonizing frequency. Do you know all light is making sound? How many believe that you're shining right now? How many believe it's a literal shining? It really is. They have certain infrared lights. They can fly over buildings and look through the walls of the building and tell the people's there. And they can tell all kinds of things about where that person's at and what that person's doing by the colors that they see in their body. That's scientifically, you know, military weaponry in helicopters. They can do that. Or police. Or for other purposes. We, we are living in a most incredible way. How should we minister the gospel of Jesus Christ? Should we talk about the things I'm talking about now? Well, everything that is came from him. Even the devil. He created the devil. God created the devil? <laughs> Why did he do that? Well, he created him with an imagination, a will that he could choose with. He gave him a chooser. He gave him the ability to make choices, like he does all angels. Did you know angels have choices? They're not just robots. And he was able to imagine, I will exalt myself above the Most High. I will create a throne. It'll be above his throne. I will go in and this merchandise that I absorb from all of creation called sound and waves and music emanating from all of his creation that I absorb and then come in and cover God's throne. I'm the anointed cherub that covers and I can cover it by releasing it through these cabarets he created in me, musical instruments that are beyond anything this earth has ever heard. Why do you think he likes music so much? Why do you think he likes to lead multitudes of people away from the Lord instead to the Lord? Because music is so incredibly powerful. And he was the master of it. The explanation of the spirit of wisdom and revelation 
the microsm of getting the culture of revelation at work in you gives you incredible power. Because it perfectly aligns with the creative ability in you of imagination. Image. We'll break the word down. Image. I. Nation. Imagination. Your imaginations are of images that you are in the middle of that can watch and see. And they are literal beings and realms and nations. Ethnic created beings. Do you know there's different ethnics of angels? Seraphim, cherubim, so on and so forth. Teraphim. Those are all different, different ethnics. They look alike, different colors, everything. God never made anything, not one thing, exactly alike, twice in all the universe. Not one atom. And we get prejudice and say we're superior? Or put down one another? And his love created us and created all. Oh, but I wasn't created by him before I was a sinner. When I was a sinner, sure you were. And he knew who you were. You were his workmanship. Everybody say workmanship. workmanship. It's the Greek word poiomeo. Poiomeo. It's where we get our word poem. You are his poem. Does he know how to write a poem or what? Come on. I, I know, I'm convinced he's a romantic. Every word in his poetry, every phrase, every nuance, every janeer. Has beauty and sound and rhythm and glory. The splendor of who and what we are in Christ Jesus. I know this stuff. I'm highly educated. I went to the third grade. I'm still in it. I haven't even reached the higher learning yet. I'm talking about in God's educational program. Right now, I'm stuck in the three. The third grade. Love, faithfulness, integrity. you inside. Power that comes from the one who created is placed in us. And we have a way to generate, to literally cooperate and move in faith to bring that inside of us into a viable creative force. It can also destroy Like there is a perversity in the creation that has been corrupted. It's in a negative vibe and it's become influenced by corruption and decay. The whole creation groans and travails, earnestly, expectantly waiting to be delivered from the bondage of corruption. That's in Romans chapter 8, around verse 18, 19, 20. 
The whole creation travails like a woman in birth pains. That's painful. Whew. Any of you men ever, how many men here have seen babies born? One, two, three, that's, that's awesome. How many have children that you've watched born? It's painful. I hurt all over just watching. Ooh, it hurt. I couldn't imagine the physical pain. The whole creation is in, a, is in birth pains until now. It says right there in Romans 8. Earnestly travailing, groaning within itself, creation itself. A music, a sound coming from it. That's not the perfect pitch, beautiful, wonderful sound that was there before the fall. When the fall came in, and man was made the ruler of the universe. What is man that you're mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? Psalms 8. You've made him a little lower than Elohim. The word Elohim means God. That's what man is. Made a little lower than God. Well, why is he made lower? Because he's created. God wasn't. Because God's the creator. And we are the created. People worshiping nature, it's insane. Oh, nature is God. No, it's not. It's created by God. This thing is so incredible of God's love. His amazingness. What is man that you're mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? You made him a little lower than God. You've crowned him. It literally means like when cloven tongues of fire came, they were actually on the day of Pentecost. There came, as it were, a rushing mighty roar of a wind. <laughs> Oh, wow, it was incredible. And it filled the entire house where they were seated. It was so incredible, people came running from everywhere to see what it was. And they were already there doing worship, but they heard it. And the noise went out about it, and everybody started running to the temple. And suddenly... This wind's blowing, and then fire, a pillar of fire comes in. That was with Moses in the wilderness. And it goes and splits up and shatters into small pillars of fire and comes up on every single person there, 120 of them in the upper room, comes over them and engulfs them in fire. In the beginning, let there be what? Light. What kind of light do you think that was? It was that same light, that same pillar, that fire. It was God. God is a consuming fire. We need the Holy Spirit of God that's inside of us to get out of us by creating 
Will you let God? Yes. Let, everybody say let. let. Will you let him pray through you? Will you let him say through you? Because yes. if you can pray and you can say, <laughs> you can create a brand new way. And you can certainly change every single day. And you can get people on a holy highway. And they will have something to say also to you. And they'll say, I like what you like to do. I'm going to come and be a part of it too. Because I like what you say. Do you say when you pray? And do you pray when you say? Now I'm going to quote the words to you to Jesus. They wanted to know about faith and how he did what he did. And he said, have the same kind of faith God has. And say, oops, sorry, I'm getting Pentecostal now. Jerking, whoa, whoa, yeah. It's coming on me. It does, even when I play like that. It comes on me. Comes about on me. It's a fire. Shut up in my bones. Come on, do I get a witness? Somebody give me an Amen. There's a fire in you. You're engulfed in a pillar of fire when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. And you got to get your tongue loose. You don't get your tongue loose when you say and when you pray, you will be without the fire and the power that's in your innermost being wanting out. That's why I said he baptized him in the Holy Ghost and fire. And they spoke with tongues. That's how he circumcised. In the new covenant, we don't have circumcision after the flesh. And the outward part of the man's reproductive organ. Instead, he circumcised their tongue and their lips. With fire. I can't believe how many believers there is that love prophetic and gifts of the Spirit stuff and they don't speak in tongues. They're not baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit, but I don't speak in tongues. You're not baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, I think you're wrong. Well, you, I love you, but if you want to sit down with me and let's go walk through the Bible, which is a final authority because it's God's Word. And heaven and earth will pass away, but His Word will remain forever. Which translation? All of them. I read them all. I study them all. Greek, Aramaic, you name it, all of it. I love it. I'm getting fired up. I've got to settle down. Settle down, Timothy. Settle down. Settle down. Come get your hanky out. Yes. Do I hear you? Come. Let us go up together. I can preach like that because I was raised in it. I've been around it my whole life. A.A. Allen's tent meetings, all of it. I've, I was there. I was with Enoch when he walked with God and was not. I shouldn't have said that. Well, I went, in th- I went through time. <laughs> I mean warp speed. 
I mean quantums. I mean bend the universe. Right back to the garden. And he was there. And I saw him. And he looked at me and talked. He moved his hand and he talked. Just glanced around. What emanated from him just talked. And he was so joyful. And he wasn't laughing. He could have. If he'd laughed, it probably would have shook the heavens and the earth. Adam, Eve, the patriarchs were there. It was quite an encounter. I pray in tongues all the time. The more you pray in tongues, the more you speak the mysteries of God. He was given a native tongue of heaven, and it's called tongues. It's the only thing that will set your tongue on fire and make your tongue highly creative and powerful. Oh, you can move in gifts of the Spirit without the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. But there's one gift of the Spirit you can't speak in unless you speak in tongues. It's called tongues. <laughs> and the tongue circumcises your, your, your tongue when you speak in tongues... And your tongue is connected to your heart and your spirit. You never express anything without expressing it with your tongue at some time or another, even if you're deaf. Even if you're what they call deaf and dumb. I say that so compassionately. I love to loose the deaf and dumb people. Watch people start talking. They could never talk. <laughs> praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, it's also awesome. Fire knows how to loosen their tongue. The fire of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Cloven tongues of fire set up on each of them. And they spoke in other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. The word utterance. A beautiful Greek word. It's both a guest for the night. And it literally means to declare and speak boldly as a prophet. Everybody say boldly. Boldly. I love being quiet and gentle. I love when God moves on me and just, I speak with a whisper. There's so much love and something come. But I also love the boom. I love the boom. Get your boom box out. Come home. Come on, get it out. Get your boombox out. It's time to shout. Full of the Holy Spirit. Full of the fire. Full of revelation. That's you. Shabala katala masindo lavakucha kapriande. Malikichu namawa kachwange. Tatulumagicho rimbalikaya. Vanasute. Janawakwa. And you can go to the stars and you can move through the universe. And you can get so in the spirit you can penetrate an atom and see what's inside of it. And move with the winds of the spirit, which are different than natural winds of man on the earth and the winds that come from your breath. And these winds of the spirit are made from light. And they can come out of you. If you just puff. 
Jesus' name. Supernatural times are upon us. This is the year of the faith of the Son of God. Everybody say faith of the Son of God. How many have studied faith? How many love faith? Do you know without faith it's impossible to please God? Did you know that you can't get born again without faith? Did you know that he gives to each believer the measure of faith? Romans 13.3. To each one of us he gives the measure of faith. What measure? One person has this measure and another and everybody has a great measure. And No, he gives the same measure to every believer. Even apostles and prophets don't have a greater measure of faith given to them in the regeneration. Ever say regeneration? Now say generator. What does a generator produce? That's what happened in you when you were born again. He regenerated you. You're not saved of works of righteousness, which you have done, but according to his mercy, he saved you by the washing and regeneration of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say Shandai. Hallelujah. Your tongue, your lips, the creative force, the power of God that wants to come out of your mouth. I'm having a miserable day. You can have what you say. When are we supposed to talk negatively? Well, if you really are bugged about something, it's best you don't talk to anybody except God. And you go to him and say, God, I'm feeling this way and that's happening. And you just tell him, start spilling your beans. Tell him exactly how you feel. And go on and do it just as long as you want. And before long, you'll be going, I'm sorry, Jesus. Oh, forgive me. Oh, God. <laughs> and all the time, you know what? You know, can you imagine that we think we can get mad and tell God off and he's going to get mad at us? The God who created 700 trillion light year universe that's expanding at the speed of light right now and knows what's going on in every atom in the universe and you think a few of your bad attitudes are going to make him upset? Is that all the security he has in himself? God's not mad at you. He loves you. Oh, but you don't know the terrible sin I'm in. Well, he don't have to get mad at you. He just lets you run your course and eat the fruit of your own way and you're going to get so sick of it you can't take it. And hopefully you'll get rid of it before it kills you. And you can live with a creative force in your mouth and speak the wonderful things of God. God doesn't have to beat you up to get you somewhere. Don't misunderstand me. God's, God's a righteous judge. 
Judgment is not just coming someday. Judgment's going on in your life right now. You are judging me. There'll be people in this room walk out and say, I don't like that guy. I like this one. I don't like him. He judged me. And if their very mouth, the very thing that they think that you do, you just did back. And then they want to tell somebody. So they multiply it. It's the way of fallen human. It's the way of the carnal lifestyle. Do you think that upsets God? No, he loves you. He doesn't want you missing the creative power of your tongue. He wants you to let the things that are inside of you in your spirit that's made of pure white light love come out of you as a creative force and literally bring about the whole reason he created you. By the way, did you know he created you for everyone else? Not for yourself. The more you love others, the more you'll start loving yourself. Because you reap what you sow. You sow love, you reap the harvest of it. You sow kindness, <laughs> you sow excitement. Is there anybody here who likes humor and loves to tell jokes and you're kind of good at it? Kind of wholly funny, is that you? But you're funny. That's such a gift. That's such a gift. That's such a gift to make people laugh. Isn't that an awesome gift, you guys? That's the best part of what we're going to have here, isn't it? Comedy Central is part of the things we're doing. But we really are. We're going to have all kinds of creative stuff going on and comedy, and we're going to have, we're just going to do all kinds of stuff. Anybody want to pray that, 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 the people right now that need to take the stamp and go and stamp our building, stamp our paperwork so we can go through into our building, what happened? Anybody want to create that with me right now? In Jesus' name, put the stamp on the paper. How about this one? You will stamp the paper. <laughs> You will pass. <laughs> we're, we're laughing about it, but it still has creative force. I'm, I'm actually believing what I'm saying. And I'm believing it with my heart, with my spirit. Like me. Now I know why you're laughing so much, because you're an entertainer. Say to the mountain, be removed. Who? You. Why? Because. You, were, you came out of God. What are, what, are, what are you that God is mindful of you in all the universe and everything that is? I mean, you realize we're not even a speck in proportion to the size of things. Just even on the planet. I was watching that movie Gravity, Sandra Bullock, and it was showing pictures of the universe and 
all kinds of stuff in it and the vastness and earth and showed people out in space trying to get to another uh, a space station and, and there's just a speck way out there and they're coming in and, and things and it was a perspective of seeing things from a view and I was looking at it and looking up and suddenly I just started crying. I just went, oh God. I had to choke myself back because I'm in a movie room, you know. <clears throat> What's wrong with him, you know? Because suddenly I saw how little I am, how big that is, how big God is. And that he made it for me. For me. He loved me so much. He made it for me. Turn to somebody and say that. He made it for me. Now be nice and say he made it for you. I'm almost finished. The prophetic word of the Lord is going to go into a whole new dimension this year. It's going to go into a place that we've never heard. A move of God is about to happen. That is amazing. And we're going to know the Father. And we're going to see the spirit of the Father come into America. We're going to see it in the church. The spirit of the Father. See, we've known quite a bit about... Actually, we know very little, but it seems like quite a bit compared to maybe knowing the Father. But we know about Holy Spirit. We've got doctrine and gifts and praying and all that. And Jesus. I mean, they're both just so, I mean, they're both, excuse me. Father, Son, the Godhead is so amazing. But the Father and the revelation of the Father, not just the term Father, not just a fad of who's your father, but the reality of father, of lights. It's going to come to us this year. It's going to come because of a faith we've never known. It's going to be released because we're going to, this year is the year to let let him who letteth let. And you will let who you are in your spirit come out of your lips instead of who you are in your emotions and your mind and everything you're trying to sozo away and all that. How many sozos do you have to have? Man, I'm sure thankful that I've had a few, but they didn't quite get the job done. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So that part of me can't rule. I can't let it rule. It'll just mess up my life. And it always messes up somebody else. In some way. Hurts people. Causes us all kinds of difficulties. And we think that's who we are. And we think that's me. It's not. So you've got to get saved from the inside out. And your innermost core is perfect. It was recreated, born again. 
Did he, how many believe he recreated your spirit at the new birth? How many believe you're a new creation? Do you think we can improve on what he created inside of you? Do you think if you feed the Bible into it, you'll make it better by your effort? Do you think it'll make it mature and grow up? Have you ever, how many have heard that? Hmm? Yeah, the Bible is awesome. I love the Bible. We're talking about the Bible tonight, the word, the creative force that can come out of our lips. But your spirit, I want you to see who you, God wants us to begin to see who we are because we are little offsprings of him. And we can't improve or do anything. Fasting, nothing we do adds to the creation of the spirit man being regenerated and recreated by God. And the teaching that says you have to grow up your spirit is nowhere in the Bible. And that you have to feed your spirit. What, what, wait a minute, that's confusing. You've got to feed the, your spirit the word of God. No, 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 you don't. Because your spirit was created by the word of God. And not only that, you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things in your spirit. How else could you be led by the spirit? If you're led by the spirit, you'll never miss God. But if your spirit's immature, and has something wrong with it, then wait a minute, you can't be led by your spirit because you're going to mess up. Your spirit. God is spirit. Now he's also flesh because he became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld him as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He clothed himself in flesh and experienced the weight of the judgment for sin, which is death. And took it on himself. I mean, do you realize that the Roman soldiers that nailed him to the cross and beat him and did all the things they did with all the people that cooperated with it, which was all the people who was ever born or ever will be, every sinner, every person. Do you realize, do you realize That that Jesus that hung on that cross, do you realize they did not kill him? They crucified him, but they didn't kill him. Because he said, no man takes my life. I lay it down willingly and I pick it up. Because the wages of sin is death. And he never sinned. So he had no payday coming. You got it. You got it. Do you see that? So Jesus was able to lay his life down and then he picked it up again. God raised Jesus from the dead by the glory of the Father. So also you in the new birth. Romans 6, 4. How God raised Jesus from the dead by the glory of the Father, so also you should walk in brand newness of life all the time. Resurrection power that raised him from the dead. Why couldn't it raise others from the dead? 
I've seen six people raised from the dead at my fingertips. I know it's real. I myself have been raised from the dead three times. And that's not one of the three. Because <laughs> I didn't do it. Somebody else. My mother's prayers, others. I lived a pretty crazy life and I did. I lived a real wild and crazy life. And I, I wound up dead three times. And I was brought back to life three times. I've experienced them things for a reason. I've been through things so that I can share them with you. I've pioneered in areas that I want to give to you for the purpose of you going, Oh my God, I knew it all the time. I remember when I was in the Father before time began. Oh, oh, now you just went off, Sherman. <laughs> now you're the Goonie Ben of all Goonie Bens. I can read it to you in the Bible. There's a whole chapter in Proverbs that says I was there when everything was created. It's not just there. It's found in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. Shall I continue? It's all through the Bible. You were always in the Father. And then he created you outside of himself. And then he clothed you in flesh. Then he recreated your spirit, which had been defiled by the fall. And turned it into pure love. Pure power. Love. And a sound mind. So we're going to learn this year who we really are. Yeah. Yes. Who you really are. Yes. Every human being is a supernatural. Amazing things. But when they're born again, then they really become something. Because the groaning and the travail of, faith, of, of the fall is removed from the spirit. And God recreates and goes and recreates you. You know how he does it? Steps inside of you. Infuses his spirit. God is a spirit. He's the father of spirits. And the Godhead steps inside of you. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Infuses with your spirit and recreates your spirit. And he created the universe. What kind of creativity do you have in you to be able to have the same kind of faith God has? Mark eleven twenty two. The same kind of faith. He's been waiting. He had one named Jesus, the firstborn of many brethren, the first of many sons called unto glory. The first of a new creation, a race of people that could absolutely remove the groan and travail and the bondage and corruption from all of the universe and cause it to fuse with heaven and create a new heaven and a new earth that's never been before and it'll be different than heaven, different than what is now and the two fused together will create a whole new dimension and, and the things that are in store for us are beyond anything I have not seen here and not heard. Neither has entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for them that love him. Does anybody want to go where I'm talking about? 
I'd love to have some people go with me. As I do love to have people going with me. I've been taking people with me for a long time. See, some people, some people are pioneers. Some people go, God puts some things. You know what he's put in me? Let me tell you what he's put in me. Exactly the same thing he's put in you. I've been given some experiences because I let God, because I started letting. And I started believing the things I said would come to pass so I could have whatever I say. And then I determined, ooh, I better not say that because. And believe it and keep saying it because you have to believe it and keep saying it. And sometimes all you have to do is say it once. I prayed for this man and woman sitting on the front row, Denver, Colorado. And I, I said, I want to pray for you. And they stood up. They were sitting right next to the pastor. I could tell they'd really been through something. I prophesied over them. And then I turned to her and I said, and the Lord says that he's going to, you're, going to, you're going to conceive and have a child a year from now. And, and, and the pastor went, oh. And the girl looked, looked at him and looked at her husband. She almost started crying. And, I, and, and the floor got soft under me, sinking spell. I just went, oh, my goodness. And I said, what, what, what just happened? What's... And she said, I just had a hysterectomy. I can't have any children. And I'm, I heard her say it, and I'm looking at her. And I just stood there and looked and looked and looked. Because immediately I went inside and I went, Lord, what is this? And he said, did you think about saying that to her? And I said, no, sir, I didn't. And he said, you let me say it, didn't you? And I said, yes. And he said, so do you want it to happen or do you want to undo it? And I'm looking right into her chest, not to say anything to her. And I'm in this room, with this place with God. I'm back there and look at her and I said a year from today you'll be holding a child in your arms your child will be like Elijah and he'll move in the things of the spirit his generation and I went ahead and prophesied it and it was right at the end of the service thank God <laughs> and I left the stage and went in the back room just sat down so God what have I done and this is just one story I can tell you hundreds of them a creative word is in your mouth. You have a miracle in your mouth. If you walk with God and spend time with him, if you will learn to pray in tongues and pray in tongues like you really got to have it. There's time to really get serious and pray with your whole heart and all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Come to our prayer meeting tomorrow morning. You'll see what I'm talking about. We have a prayer meeting tomorrow morning at my house. And you come over and you come pray with us and get ready for miracles. Get ready for the power of God. Get ready for a transformation in your life. Not because I'm saying this, but because you will come and let. And if you will come and let, you will experience God in glorious ways. If you but simply believe. I want to believe. Lord, I, I want to believe, but I can't. Stop it. You do believe in your spirit. Come from there.
Quit coming from here. Quit coming from your feelings. God, our biggest hindrance in our life is our emotions. You can't even renew your mind if you don't make your emotions say the right things. And it's not just a woman problem. Come on, come on, get out the hankies. Faith, this is the year of faith. Everybody say faith of the Son of God. What kind of faith do you want? You want the Bible describes little faith, weak faith, growing faith, ever increasing faith, mountain moving faith. Because see, you're going to determine what kind of faith you have. Now God, he already put the measure. What measure did he, he stepped inside of you. The measure, the stature, the fullness of Christ. You no longer live by your own life. You live by the life of another who stepped inside. You're being saved from the inside out. Not from the outside in. Trendy dress, be cool. Got to have just everything just that fits in in cultures and all that stuff. Oh, that's wisdom if you want to win souls and evangelize people and create unity. It's part of it, but it's not the full impact of it. There's something greater. And that's living from within. Being true to who you are. Because the same God that's in you is in your brothers and sisters that are born again. But he will display himself differently in every person. And he'll speak to you differently. And he'll teach you differently. And he'll create you differently. And you'll communicate differently. Don't try to be like anybody else, please. He gave you a thumbprint of your own. Thank you. So... We went out to dinner and I went back to my room and I just, uh, I, and I said, wrestling. I said, oh God, forgive me. And he said, what? He said, get back to what you believe. Okay. Who are you? I said, I'm a new creation in Christ. He said, now put on the new man which is in you. When you're recreated, you're created into a new man. The old man has passed away. The new man has began. All of us are mankind. <coughs> aren't we? The race of man. Well, there's a new man. A new man. Man is not gender. Man is race. Are you, you get that? The race of man? All you women are of the race of men, just like what men are. But you're female and they're male. All in the... Okay, here I go. Now I'm, I'm going to just shatter. I hate false doctrine. God created man. Male and female created he then. In his image and likeness created he them. Women are in the image of God. Hanky time, hanky time.
Yeah, but the scripture calls God he all the time. No, it doesn't. You better get a little more research going. There's all kinds of things like El Shaddai, the many-breasted one. There's feminine genders and all kinds of words in the Bible that describe God. Oh boy, would this ever get me stoned. Everybody must get stoned. <laughs> Bob Dylan. They'll stone you when you're riding in your car. They'll stone you when you're playing your guitar. Well, wouldn't I be so all alone? Everybody must get stoned. You got, uh, look, these young people are looking at me. <laughs> oh, rocker, Bob Dylan. So the woman. So I left town. I was back there a year later. I'm up preaching. I finished the message. I see this girl over there standing by the side of the baby in her arms. You already know where I'm going. God's creative word, his power, is still at work. And it flows through lips of clay. Anybody's lips can create. What's your name, baby? Elijah. Timothy Elijah. Baby was, baby was three months old. She went home, got pregnant immediately, went to the doctors, and they made her sign paperwork that they would release her from the responsibility that it was impossible for her to have a baby. Because they charged her for a hysterectomy and all this stuff. And then she had all of her equipment was put back in there by Father God, who loves his daughters. By Father God. And if he will use, he'll, anybody that's a fool, he'll use them. And any fools in the house. I'm a fool for Christ. This is the year of the faith of the Son of God. I'm crucified in Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the what? Say it. Faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. It literally means this too, who gave himself to me. He stepped inside of me. He is my faith. Jesus. In the beginning, God created. Let there be light. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Have the God kind of faith, the same kind of faith God uses, and say, to the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. Do not doubt in your heart, but believe the things you say. Believe means you have a choice. He's telling there, right there. Don't doubt in your heart. Believe the things you say will come to pass and you will have whatever you say. Come on, come on. I'm quoting Jesus. Mark 11, 22, 23, 24. The next two verses talk about forgiving. 
if you don't forgive, the Father can't forgive you. Because you've been forgiven of all manner of things to be born again. How could you ever not forgive others if God forgave you? So you can, anybody here can forgive. You don't do it from your feelings. The feelings will come if you take authority over it with your spirit and say, I forgive. But I don't feel it. Yeah? What's the problem? I don't feel like going to work today. What's that got to do with it? I don't feel like getting up at five and praying. I don't feel like a lot of things. What's that got to do with anything? My feelings were given to be a tool for me to take charge over and give power to them so that they can bring about all kinds of wonderful things to people. And if I don't take control over them, they'll take control over me. And I won't like the results. And neither will anybody else. And it won't make God mad. He'll have compassion. And forgive you before you can ask. But you have to receive it and accept it. Everybody say, God, forgive me. Cleanse me and wash me. From allowing myself to not let you inside of me speak out of me. So we're very prophetic. We believe in the prophetic word of the Lord creates. Your words are charting your course. Can you take control over your soul? A man who rules his own soul can take a city. Anybody want to raise their hands with me? I'm taking this city. In Jesus' name. Say it. I'm taking this city. Make it personal. Take responsibility. This is your city. I'm taking this city. Say this with me. I'm taking the economic arena. The silver and the gold are mine. I am blessed. So I can bless others. And that will bless the Lord. And I want to bring glory to him. Jesus. I'm repenting right now. From speaking from unbelief and doubt. And letting my negative emotions. Rule over me. Well, I can't help it. I feel this and I feel that. I love you. I love you. Listen, I love you. And I know your dilemma because I wrestle with it too. 
but I can't let it rule me because it'll keep me from the creative force of my Father revealing himself in love and <clears throat> faith that works by love that will change not just my world, other people's world. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, God, I'm so thankful to you. 300 million people, or thereabouts, 325 or 50 million Americans hanging in the balances right now of which way they're going to go, into the light or into the darkness. I believe America is going to have an awakening that will blow the world's mind. Amen. Right. Come on. There's a lot of bad things that's been put in motion on old planet Earth. And no matter how bad they get, we are up to the task of speaking the creative power of God, the love of Jesus, and changing things. But it's time we started passing judgment on sickness and disease. How do you do that? Well, you command it to leave. You command it to dissolve and go away. You command that tumor to shrivel up and die. Struggling financially? How many would like to put the command on your finances? How many believe angels are assigned to you? At least one? How about at least ten? How about maybe? What do you want to do for Jesus? The more you want to do for Jesus and start putting your hand to the plow, more angels will come. They've already been assigned to you. They're waiting to get to work. What we say is not the only thing. Remember, I started out saying pray. I talked about believing correctly. I talked about forgiving. Just to confess to make something happen and not allow him to change your heart. Will really frustrate you. It'll hinder things. I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm talking about constantly leaning on grace and being quick. To seize it and say, Jesus, cover me with your blood. Forgive me. I'm sorry. And if you've hurt somebody, apologize. It'll keep you really accurate with God. Integrity. Love. Integrity. Faithfulness. Father, I thank you for this word tonight. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for the great abundance that now will come when we say with our mouth, blessings come. Finances come. How many want to be debt free? Car all paid off. How many want to own their own homes and not be in debt to the bank? How many believe God can do things beyond what we've thought? Start saying it and start praying it. And let him change your heart so you're like Jesus. 
so those things won't be hindered. Let his love change you. Thank you, Father. Jobs, businesses, inheritances, found money, taxes that don't belong to the government. All of those things. Come to me. I am a magnet of love. And that comes in and I'm going to use it to reveal the love of God. Amen. Paying your bills on time is love. Yeah. How many know if you don't, can't pay your bill, it's not really feeling very good. Doesn't feel like love at all, does it? Yeah, that's right. nope. You're blessed. Yeah. 